Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Last spring, you chose hard-working seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed performed on your acre. Because you can't fake performance. And bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com harvest. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but I'm sitting straight in my seat like my grandmother would tell me, right? Good posture. It's the Huddle Up! Podcast, but we got to let it breathe just for... Just for a couple of moments, gang, we got to bring on Facebook. Make sure we got the entire MHH tribe under one tent here, and we're good. Welcome in. It's the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, he is Zach Kelberman. Now, Zach, I know that this was a topic you touched on uh, in depth during today's eighth installment of, of Kelberman's Corner, but as a duo with our dedicated audience, we got to touch on this. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, if the this was something you brought to my attention, the Woody Page tweet, I wasn't even aware of it till you brought it to my attention last week. But if what Woody said is true, and the Broncos have quote unquote talked to the soon to be free agent Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that not tampering? I mean, is that not something that if there's any provenance, like any actual evidence of that, the NFL could drop the hammer? Yeah, it, it's if that is true, which I kind of doubt, you know, it's a very tentative, loose report, um, it, it would be tampering. But I'll say this not to you specifically, but to anyone out there, you're naive to think there's no tampering that goes on between NFL players, NFL teams before the start of the new league year. You're naive to think that teams haven't reached out for Deshaun Watson and spoken to his camp, and he remains under contract in Houston. It would be tampering. Maybe, though, Woody Page was riffing off that tweet and he checked in with his sources and he confirmed the Broncos will speak to or have spoken to in the past Fitzpatrick or he could be taking an educated guess knowing the Broncos will be in the market for a veteran quarterback. He's predicted Andy Dalton, those types. He could be hedging his bets and predicting that they will reach out to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if or when they do, he says, I had it first. I was right. That's the nature of our business, Chad. Not really who's who's it's, it's want to be right. and want to be fast. And I think that's what, what he was going for there, but yeah. It remains to be seen with uh, less than a month now until the start of the open market. Well, and I think we know that I think it was 2016. And what he might have even said this in the tweet, the Broncos did talk. John Elway, then GM, did make overtures to Fitzpatrick 2016-ish. But he wanted more than the Broncos were willing to pay at that time because they had just drafted Paxton Lynch. No, it was, it was before Paxton. They were about to draft Paxton Lynch. But they had uh, Trevor Simeon. 
I don't know. Actually, that was probably a dumb move that they didn't just give him the money because all they really had, Peyton had just retired. Brock had defected to Houston. All you had was a seventh round pick one year removed that had one kneel down snap as a rookie in 2015. And then what you ended up settling for before the draft, right? Because this is a month and a half before the draft happened and you got Paxton Lynch here was a trade for Mark Sanchez. So maybe at that point in time, Mm. let's just put it this way. Perhaps John Elway's evaluation on Mark Sanchez circa 2016 was on par or equal to that of Ryan Fitzpatrick. But now here we are five years, you know, fast forward into the future. So when he says that the Broncos have talked to Fitzpatrick, I'm wondering how how old that talking actually is. Like it could be old news. It probably is, but, you know, you have to consider that tweet from Schefter was dated, I believe it was October or November of 2016, so it's five years ago. You have to keep in mind, like I said on KK today, Fitzpatrick's best season was 2015, so he was a year removed from living off the peak of his best season, which came with the Jets. They went 10-6, and non-playoff team, but he set career highs in passing, all these other markers, and his value is highest. Nowadays, he's a backup or a strict quarterback mentor. Back then, he was still a starting caliber quarterback. So I understand the Broncos' deference there. They wanted to go with the younger player in Trevor Simeon. They had Paxton Lynch. It just didn't work out. I'm guessing that Paige may, may have jumped the gun and he was exposed because that tweet was shared by a lot of people on Broncos' Twitter. But knowing him and knowing how plugged in he is and knowing how he's been right on the money so far, Woody Page, the Broncos are going to probably sign a veteran quarterback. They're going to have their overtures with Deshaun Watson, but it's probably going to be a Deshaun, excuse me, an Andy Dalton, you know, Fitzpatrick type, and it's looking like it's going to go in that direction. Guys, we're going to continue to talk about this. There's a couple other rumors slash, you know, the Broncos being urged by this publication or that publication to sign this or that quarterback. There's a lot we're still going to get to tonight, plus whatever's on your mind. We see some Great super chats, stacking up some questions, some topics in the stream. We're going to get to that. Plus, we are super stoked, of course, to have the queen of MHH, Christy, on the show tonight. We're going to grab her in just a minute or two. We got to first take care of a couple of matters of business, starting with the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, Manscaped. Gang, two months are we now into 2021. We're hoping, we're praying that you have fully embraced the new year, new me mindset, and what better way to help you take that mindset to another level than with Manscaped, which is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And as you know, they've helped over 2 million men around the world keep their male grooming on point. So if maybe you let yourself go lately or in 2020 because of quarantine, Manscaped is here to help you reboot, stay clean, and shaved in 2021. Yeah, I have the lawnmower right here. And shout out to Manscaped because, Chad, a a package from Manscaped showed up at my door today. I'm not sure what it is, but shout out Manscaped, our presenting sponsor. Um, The lawnmower I love using. And by tomorrow's show, I will be cleaning up, as you can kind of see, underneath my chin, underneath my my face. Because, again, guys, it's not just for below the belt. It's not just for those, you know, unmentionable parts or your undercarriage. It's for your entire body. And I say this a lot, and I'm trying to advocate to and uh, and plead to anyone out there who's like me, who is a normal, ordinary guy who goes to the gym, you expose parts of your body at certain times, and you want to look good and feel good. And Manscaped truly allows you to do that. Whether it's the crop mop, whether you're working on your nose, your ears, whether you are working on your below-the-belt parts, it's ergonomic, it, it holds a charge forever, you has a light on it, as you can see. I literally have not charged this fully in like a week, and I use it 
fairly often. So I recommend highly to purchase Manscaped's products. It will not let you down. You have my word. So many different products. I love it. That's the thing about Manscaped. It's not just, you know, shaving or grooming tools, so to speak. So many different things to help you take your male grooming to a whole other level. So embrace the new year, new me mindset. Head on over to manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. If you do, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping and your boys, they'll thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. All right, guys, a couple of quick things, and then we're excited to talk with Christy. Now, this will be, I'm, I'm just realizing this, Christy will now share the record for most superstar appearances on the show with Mike Evans. This this marks that date. So we're excited <clears throat> Excuse me, to talk with her. We're going to grab her here in just one second. Guys, are you following Huddle Up on Facebook? If not, take care of that right now. Open up the app, search Huddle Up Podcast, like and follow for obvious reasons, right? But also, if you're following, both liking and following the page, you're going to be entered into our weekly giveaways, a little swag, a little hat, a little hoodie, a little face mask, a little uh, mug, what have you. So head on over there, take care of that. We'll put the link in the chat, make it easy for you. But almost everyone uses Facebook from their from their phones, from the app. Also connect with us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. And then our main account at Mile High Huddle, my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. And then our producer, you know him as Buona Beast on Twitter. He is known as at John K M H H. And then also we want to uh, gently draw your attention to the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Go over there and get your swag on. I don't know if you guys noticed this, uh, but we did debut a new design. Uh, what was it? I think it was Friday. That's up on the page. Go check it out. We'll uh, it, when we're not quite as pressed for time because because we don't we know we know Christie's time is limited. Well, maybe we'll do a share screen and show you guys what we what we got cooking over there. But go check it out. It's another way to support what we're doing here. And hopefully, you are amongst the throng who have become official supporters over on Facebook. If you're not, just open up Facebook, find Mile High Huddles page, and. Most of you are already following it. There's almost 100,000 people following that page. You'll see the big blue button says become a supporter. Click that. You're in like Flynn. You get access to not only Kelberman's Corner, which drops every Sunday, noon mountain time, but we have a brand new draft show that's going to be debuting not this week, but the next week with Eric Trickle, and it's going to be a deep dive draft nerd paradise for those of you who really want to kind of let your hair down and learn more about scouting, learn more about this 2021 NFL draft class and the prospect pool. So look forward to that, but to get access to that VIP video content, which is different flavors, a little bit different presentation than what we do here on these live uh, long form streams, go to the page, click the button, become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, it is all good. Seriously. We are just tickled pink to have you with us here tonight. We do ask these three things. All right. We understand we're a little bit demanding. We do ask our audience to take action. Every single day, every time we're live, we ask that you subscribe and like the video. It's crucial that you like the video, especially if you're on Facebook or YouTube. And the third thing, look, if we're doing a good job, we might not always agree on all the issues, but if you think we're doing a good job and you appreciate the effort, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. All right, let's bring on the queen of MHH. She needs no further introduction from us. All right, Christy, who, gosh, it's been so long that, uh, I mean, we've been connected with Christy for many, many years now, but thank you. And she's a podcaster in her own right now. So it's great to have you on the show again, Christy. Thanks for making some time for us. And how are you? I am good. Thank you for having me on again. It's always fun and uh it's great to see everybody in the chat and everybody that I usually talk to. Absolutely. And hopefully you guys, I'm going to put it up here on the screen. Hopefully you guys are checking out um, Christy's podcast that she does with Mondongas and Glenn right here. Okay. And with Richie and um, Adon and uh, Boggins, Mile High Roundtable. Check that out if you haven't. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. But more Bronco talk for you. Uh, crazy, crazy Bronco maniacs out there. But Christy, first thing is first, the latest rumor about Fitzpatrick. Is that something that you're feeling like, could you see uh, what's up, Mike? Appreciate the super chat. Uh, Could you see the Denver Broncos coming in and uh, signing Fitzpatrick? And is that even something you'd like to see considering whatever your take is on Drew? I'm I'm not sure yet actually what your, your take is on Drew, but let's start with Fitzpatrick. I knew um, Mike was going to have to comment on that as well, but um, I'm not against, I'm not against him. Um, If he comes in as a, if he comes in as a, you know, just to help Drew Locke, uh, I think I'm cool with that. But right now, like, I don't know if, if you see my tweets or anything like that, but I'm more laid back. I'm not following everything like close closely and I don't you know I wait until it gets a little bit closer to the time when um, things actually happen and I think all the rumors that go around right now um, sure maybe they they talk to him but I think right now they're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's when it comes to um, who they're who they're gonna go after uh, as a quarterback to bring in so I'm not against him. He's, you know, he's a good veteran that Drew could learn from. So, Chad touched on it, Christy, but tell us how you feel about Drew Locke. I know you're on, you know, the more of the the bandwagon like we are, but how do you feel about his going into 2021, assuming he's the starter? How do you think he'll fare? Um, geez, that's a hard question. Um, I hope that he fares well. Um, we've seen him fare well. Uh, we've seen him do good in four games. Um, 
but you know, it, it, I guess it all depends on the off season and, um, what can, what can happen during that time. Um, I'm a fan of Drew Locke and I, I want to see him do good. Um, but I think, you know, giving him the four games in the beginning should be enough to where we can tell, you know, maybe we should move on from this guy or whatever they're going to do. Hey, how we, what's up, Mark? Thank you for the super chat, my friend, another fellow uh, Mount Rushmore, MHHOG. He says, what's up, my guys? And of course, tipping the cap to Christy, the queen. Thanks, Mark. Um, we haven't had you on the show since, you know, the, the calendar year turned over. How surprised were you when on Black Monday, as they call it, John Elway didn't stand up there and say Vic Fangio is no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos, but instead stood up there and said, I'm firing myself, you know, for lack of a better term, I'm relinquishing GM duties. I'm stepping away. Did that surprise you? And did you like the, the, the hire of George Payton? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm all for Peyton. Um, anything that's fresh and new. I think John Elway sensed that uh, the team needed something fresh and new. And I think it, it was big of him to, you know, step down or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the hire was smart. And um, John Elway's always been smart. Every, people can disagree, but he's a he's a businessman and he's a smart businessman. And um, he's trying to do what's best for the team. So. That's it. it. It's a good fit all around for the Broncos. They have a young team and now they have a new GM come in and hopefully he can get, get something going and we can go back to winning again. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah. Zach, I'm just grabbing this and I'm serving it yep. back over to you from Zachary Smouse in the house, bonafide stud, bonafide superstar. He says, Hey fam and queen. I just want to say thank you for being you. Very kind. Very sweet. Appreciate you. Zachary's. Uh, Zach, your question for Christy. Well, Christy, I do read your tweets, obviously, and I, I agree with you about Deshaun Watson, but go ahead and please spit some facts for our audience as to, you know, you admit, just like I do, just like Chad does, that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Drew Locke, but what you would have to give up to bring Deshaun Watson here isn't very, you know, permissive for a winning team. So can you please echo that for, if they don't listen to me, maybe they'll listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but um you know, there there has to come a point when you say that's too much. Um, everything that the team um, has done this far uh, to get where they are, it's consistency. And so if you're going to tear apart the consistency by giving away players, you're going to give away picks, you're going to give away this, you're going to give away that for one player. Sure, it's Deshaun Watson. He's great. Is he that great to where we're going to give up anything that we've already done so far with our team? All the consistency. Uh, I mean, this season wasn't wasn't the best and they haven't had a lot of time together, but they're a young squad. And I think keeping them together and keeping, you know, keeping that going into the next season is going to be all the difference in the world for the team. Continuity is very important, and especially, you know, for a young team at the coaching level, absolutely crucial. <laughs> Glenn here, Christie's corner. Yeah, there, there's an idea. Um, appreciate you, Glenn. Good to see you, dog. I was just talking about you, by the way, the other day. Uh, we were talking about a friend of mine. We were talking about bad religion, and have you read the book? And I'm like, dog, let me tell you about the book. I got I got a special little story about the book, but nevertheless, good to see you, my friend. 
A quick super sticker from the resident MHH male model, Muhammad Badri, who is on here giving props, showing some support, was also there today at noon for Kelberman's Corner doing the same. So talk about consistency. That's Mm -hmm. Muhammad's middle name. Appreciate you, dog. Um, So let's talk real quick here. And also he's got a a specific super for Christy here. The queen in the house. Appreciate it, dude. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the draft. Now, as you know, Zach and I, you know, we have our opinions, but we don't get up here and uh, pretend to be draft experts, right? We kind of uh, form our our opinions on the draft class each and every year. The farther we get into the new year and the closer, I should say, we get to the draft. But we both kind of have our opinions on, you know, what the Broncos should do in round one. And I think it kind of starts with what your take is or what your opinion is on Drew and what the Broncos should either are expected to do or should do at quarterback. That being said, what do you want to see the Broncos do at pick nine or wherever they end up selecting in the first round? You know, I, this is a hard one for me because there, I think it all depends on how the chips fall. And, and I myself would like to trade back. Um, I just see that that's uh, we've done that in the past several times and you know you can get you can get several different players and i guess it just depends on who's there when when it's our turn so i'm not i'm not crazy about getting another quarterback given the option though of a cornerback versus a linebacker let's say you would go for if you were the gm uh i mean the need whatever the need is i, I think depending on how things go with, with, um, with Jawan James and, you know, with everything like that. I, I don't know it. I like to wait until it gets a little closer and I can feel it a little bit more. Yeah. No, it's all good. I mean, people, um, there's probably a, a fraction of those listening and with, with us now or listening after the fact that are going in the first round, you never draft for need. <laughs> And the, the snob, the BPA snobs that, for whatever reason, they fail to recognize that, guess what? Every team that drafts a player in the first round, that player, guess what? It fits a need that right. the team has on some level. So yeah. you're you're basically trying to balance need versus BPA, and it usually boils down to, hey, what positions do we need a guaranteed starter within the next two years? All right, who's the best player available when we go on the board at one of those positions? That's who we are taking, but a lot can change. You're right. Like between now and the draft, I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, we're now two and a half weeks from free agency opening up. And it sounds like if there is no Deshaun Watson mega trade, right? It sounds like the Broncos are going to make pretty quick work of going out there and at the very least signing some sort of veteran fail safe to come in and I guess both push Drew, mentor Drew, and provide that insurance in case Drew falls on his face in 2021. Do you have a preferred option for that? I mean, we talked about Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. There are other options out there. Cam Newton, uh, Jameis Winston, a couple of former number one overall picks. You got the likes of Nick Foles, uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, I think Mitchell Trubisky, right, is going to be out there. So do you have anyone that you think would be a good fit for what the Broncos could could need in terms of complementing Drew. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Uh, yeah, whoever can help Drew the most, that would be the best. Uh, whoever Whoever's willing to um, kind of get behind Drew and not want to take over his spot. That's that's who would be the best fit. And I mean, Fitzmagic, I mean, he's he's done good in in his time. But I don't know if um, I don't know if that would be a good fit behind you. I, he, he's more of a uh, a showman. He likes to be in the front center stage and we need to see what Drew can do. So he needs to be, you know, front and center. Two points real quick. Anyone who didn't, who missed KK today, I did a whole using stats, guys, and facts. Nothing, you know, with bias or opinion. I laid out why Ryan Fitzpatrick never makes his young quarterback better, and in fact, actually takes his job from him. So the, the point Chrissy's making is spot on, and also about trading back in the draft. This is actually way more likely than trading up in the draft. Anyone hoping for Deshaun Watson, hoping for Peyton to give up the number nine overall draft pick and future draft picks, I think will be sorely mistaken. It's a lot more realistic. Like Christie said, they trade back if their guy isn't on the board into the teens and keep stacking those darts in which to throw at the dartboard. I like that. <laughs> well, Christy, thank you for giving us some of your time on a Sunday evening and, uh, Tie in Mike Evans for the most appearances on the show. And, of course, this won't be the last time because you're going to surpass him in the very near future because we want to get your take and and get you back on the show shortly after free agency. And we'll get your reaction to some of the moves the Broncos make. I mean, we'll see because last year the Broncos kind of took it easy in the first wave of free agency. They kind of waited and then signed uh, Graham Glasgow kind of towards the end of that. And then the year prior, I guess they did go out and spend big, splurge big on Juwan James. But then they kind of waited and let things settle and signed the likes of, you know, Bryce Callahan as a second or third wave guy. Then I guess there's also Melvin Gordon last year. But anyway, it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out. But we would love to have you back on shortly after the you know first wave or two of free agency. Get your take. Yeah, I'd love to come back on. It's always a good time. All right, guys. Well, listen, you got to follow Christy on Twitter and uh, I'm, I'm going to show you how to do that right now uh, because she's a great follow, all right? Very insightful, fun, to f- knows her stuff about the Broncos, and very engaged on Twitter. So follow Christy at Miss Christy, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-E, 7-8 on Twitter. Christ, and check out her podcast, all right? Mile High Roundtable. But Christy, thank you so much for coming on. Always great to see you and catching up with you before we went live and chit-chatting and shooting the breeze. So Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you and talk with you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. All right, there she goes. The queen of MHH has left the building. All right, it's like you know when Elvis. Go ahead, Zach.
I just want to say, hopefully she's still listening. Christy, I should have did this a few seconds ago, but thank you so, so much for all your support, all your generosity, all you've done, not just on this podcast, Christy, but you go back also to the 24-7 Facebook Live days. You have championed my brand, MHH, anything we've done collectively about the Broncos every single day. Among our members, I hate to say it, but you really do place in the top three, and we cannot thank you highly enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you so much. Indeed. I echo that 100%. She is an OG. and you, you amazing. Hear phrase, uh, you hear the phrase all the time, even to this day. He's been dead almost, what, 40 years, something like that? Elvis has left the building, right? He was the king, the king of rock and roll. Well, the, the, the way that term came to be was when Elvis would play a show live, Anytime you've been to a concert, right, they play their set and then they'll leave stage. Lights will go out. People will kind of cheer and, and then they'll come back on, play a two or three song encore for the most part. And then they're they're done. Well, when Elvis would play, he'd come out, he'd do the encore after his set was over. And then people wouldn't leave. They would just continue to chant and scream. And <laughs> and so finally, the people, the, the promoters, whatever, they'd come on the on the PA and say, Elvis has left the building, gang. He's gone. Like. Go away. He's gone. And that's where the term came from. Then they go, oh, okay. Lights come on. All right, let's leave. The queen, Zach, has now left the building, and we uh, we look forward to getting her back here in the near future. We feel blessed to be in her presence, Chad, as the queen. Tyler, really becoming a bona fide superstar. It's every single stream with very few exceptions. Not only is he in the chat contributing to the conversation, but supporting what we're doing here at MHH. And it's not just the Huddle Up podcast. He's supporting uh, building the Broncos, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Mile High Insiders. So, Tyler, we see you. We appreciate you, dog. Keep it up. And uh, we're getting pretty close to where we need to get you a T-shirt or something, dude, as a small thank you for how supportive you've been to what we're doing here. So uh, reach out to us, all right? Send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Give us your address. Give us your T-shirt size. We'll shoot you out a T-shirt, dog. But he says, hey, fellas, just wanted to show some love for all you guys do. Keep up the great work. Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Appreciate you, Tyler. Appreciate you. Um, Here's a question from EA Shalom on YouTube. Appreciate you being with us. If Peyton signs Fitzmagic, does that officially end the Deshaun Watson to Denver noise? Zach, my answer to that would be it depends on when and where it depends on when it happens. Because if it happens like right away in free agency, the Broncos go out and sign Fitzpatrick. I think they've they've already kind of oriented themselves, if that is how it shakes out, toward we're going with Drew and and a and a veteran fail safe. This is the last hurrah, the last stand to Drew Locke in 2021. But then if all of a sudden the phone rang. And it's, what's his name, Easterby over there in Houston and the new GM, Nick Casario, saying, hey, we decided to put Watson up for uh, for trade. Then what, Zach? I just think, how many quarterbacks do you need, honestly? Like, if you have Drew Locke on the roster, you still have Driscoll, you still have Brett Rippon. If you sign Fitzpatrick, you're good. You have your young guy, you have your failsafe. Again, maybe if Watson, you know, he became available to Denver, they would consider it. But at that point, it's, you know, why would you invest in Fitzpatrick and then taking on Deshaun Watson's contracts? I tend to believe if they do sign Fitz, it's an indication that they're going to run it back with Drew Locke one more year like we've been predicting for so long. Because, again, this Deshaun Watson saga is not going to be over with in a week or two weeks or a month. It can drag on through trading camp into the regular season, and the Broncos, simply as good as he is, cannot afford to wait around that long. 
And it's the height of irony, Zach, that, by the way, Levi, another superstar that was in there today for Kelberman's Corner and then showing some love. Thank you, We Levi. love you, Doc. And we are now, we're in March. And I'm going to take a look real quick because I have to remind myself, I put it in my phone so I don't forget who's on deck. But let me let me just take a look here. On Wednesday, we have Boggins. The 10th, we have Jay Ritchie. Uh, the 17th is Chris, 24 year veteran of the Air Force. I might have botched the number there. Ed Keating on the 24th, and then the 31st is open, and it's – it's uh, Levi, what date did we schedule? For, it's not in my phone, dude. Remind me. Remind me in the chat, dude. John, keep an eye out for that. Anyway, love you, bro. Appreciate you. We're going to have you on. Maybe it'll end up being the – maybe it'll end up being the 31st, um, even though I'll be on vacation. But nevertheless, I'll be still doing this is what we do. All right, it's 24-7. But thank you, my friend. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Uh, more than we can say. Yes, uh, thank you, Levi. Real quick, this is a point where to go. Uh, from Black Knight, he says, <clears throat> I would trade up for BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, in all honesty. And I want to uh, point everyone's attention uh, to a very good article, very insightful, very in-depth, that our Luke Patterson published today. And he, it's basically titled Three generational prospects that the Broncos will have a reasonable shot at landing at pick nine. He included Zach Wilson on that list. And listen, I like Zach Wilson a lot. And in fact, the stuff that the film I've studied, which hasn't been a ton. All right. I don't, you guys know, I don't ever front what I have seen from him. He's very, very intriguing to me. Is he generational? Hey, all due respect to Luke. I'm I, I defer to him in terms of, his expertise on the class and whatnot. They spend the draft guy spent a lot more time on that than I do that Zach does. I'm not sure of that though, Zach, I don't have that gut feeling that he's a generational guy, but he is very, very good. He's an exciting young prospect. And if he wasn't a one-year wonder, I would probably have a much more, you know, some oomph to my, my belief in, in Zach Wilson, but trading up for him, I don't, that would be a pretty penny. And I still don't think he's getting past pick two. Whoever picks right. at pick two, right. I mean, that that might even get traded around. He's probably not going to get past two. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to trade up in the top five, the top three. And at that point, you're giving up so much capital. Might as well trade for Deshaun Watson, a proven quarterback. But Zach Wilson, I, I agree with you, Chad. I don't see generational talent, but I do see the possibility of Zach Wilson being the best quarterback in this draft class. And I've always said Trevor Lawrence never really blew me away. I don't see him as being generational either. An Andrew Locker or Peyton Manning. I think Zach Wilson, though, the moxie in which he plays with his arm, he can run, he's a leader. He really has the entire package at quarterback. If this was a different universe and the Broncos were in his range or were going to draft a quarterback this year, I would be all on the Zach Wilson bandwagon. But I'm being realistic. He's not going to end up in Denver, but I do think wherever he goes, he will be a long-time NFL quarterback, probably a perennial pro bowler. I am very high on Zach Wilson. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. 
As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. We continue, for whatever reason, and no disrespect, Jonathan, Eon, Minshew Mania, to get questions about Gardner Minshew. Like, it's one thing to get questions on, like, an Alex Smith, right, who's under contract. It would take a trade to get him here, right? But at least you know, like, Alex Smith is bona fide. He, he's not Patrick Mahomes, all right? He's not Aaron Rodgers. But he is a an above, well above average, experienced NFL veteran. That's a guy that – Look, if you like him, it's worth the conversation of what it might take to acquire him, right? It's at least worth the conversation. Gardner Minshew, to again, we'll have we, we'll bring this up many times, I'm sure, Zach, between now and March 17th. But I don't see it. I, I just just tell me, guys out there, is it because you're so fed up with Drew Locke? Is it because you'd want any other quarterback in the building? Is it because he showed that modicum of success in Jacksonville? But I mentioned this on KK today. If you're looking to replace a young quarterback, why would you mine the Jaguars depth chart? Why would you, you know, go to that point for a guy whose best feature as an NFL quarterback is his mustache and the stuff he does on social media posing uh, like he's an IG, you know, model? It's not what I want to see from my quarterback. And we all, or I don't, but some people knock Drew Locke for his antics and his showboating. You'd be getting Drew Locke on steroids with Gardner Minshew, a guy who's done nothing in the NFL to deserve his clout, nor for the Broncos to give up a draft pick for him. I hate that idea with a capital H. Uh, Ian on Facebook, appreciate you, my friend. He wants to know, do you think Denver will go after a veteran corner like a Patrick Peterson? Interesting question. We've talked about this and we'll continue to talk about this, I'm sure, until uh, free agency hits on March 17th. But Patrick Peterson was featured among 11 other veteran corners from an article that Bob Morris published last week. I encourage all of you to go check that out. He's going to cost some money. I mean, there's someone out there that's going to go, look, there's a former top five guy, former perennial all pro corner. You know, we think that he's got another two or three years left in the tank. Let's splurge and spend some money on him. That team will be disappointed. That team is going to find in Patrick Peterson, his best days are behind him. I mean, very evidently. And that the, the juice isn't going to be worth the squeeze. But what's your take on on Patrick Peterson, who was at one point one of, if not the best, you know, lockdown corners in the game? I think that point, though, passed him by a couple years ago. He's still very serviceable, but for what he's going to command on the open market, the Broncos just cut A.J. Boye in part because of his salary. I don't think they're going to swap one overpaid cornerback out for another. He, they're not be getting the 2015 version of Patrick Peterson. to be the 2021 version, which is a far cry. I'll keep saying this. Sign a mid-level cornerback like a Mike Hilton, Mackenzie Alexander, someone like that. Troy Hill, and then go and draft Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertan, number nine overall, and then double dip, maybe in the second or third round, and add a young, another young, cheap, upside cornerback. You don't have upside, you are not. You don't have youth, and you don't have inexpensiveness with Patrick Peterson. He's going to be a guy who chases a 
a ring. I mean, what else can he do in his NFL career? Either a money or a, a ring. So I can see him going to Dallas. I can see him going to a team that likes to make headlines. But in Denver this year, it doesn't make sense financially or personnel-wise. I like this comment from Diamond Rattler in McLovin's voice from the from the uh, what was it? Super bad. <laughs> what's, what's up, guys? guys? <laughs> what's up, guys? I love that dude. Classic. I told, movie. Her, what ti- I told her what time it is. Um, <laughs> PFF headline. PFF urges Broncos to sign Cam Newton and draft a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. This was an article written by Nick Kendall uh, last week, or Friday, or actually it was yesterday. And in it, he lays out, I think it was from the podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me find this real quick. Yeah, from the PFF Two for One Drafts podcast. And they talked about the fact that the Deshaun Watson thing is kind of a dream. No one's discounting it as a possibility because – even uh, the height of irony, uh, John McClain of the of the Houston Chronicle, who in January scoffed and was very dismissive, he'll never be traded. Watson won't be traded. Just last week tweeted, the time has come, Zach, for the Houston Texans to entertain trade offers for uh, Deshaun Watson. But nevertheless, this the premise of this conversation, here's what they said, quote, <clears throat> Uh, this is Mike Renner of uh, PFF quote, Deshaun Watson is the dream here. The roster is enough that you would love Watson as your quarterback. Talking about the Broncos, you would be willing to give up your picks for it. If you don't get Watson, in my opinion, I would sign Cam Newton in free agency and then go target Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Zach, your thoughts on that premise. Uh, I'm going to quote Dalton Reisner right now. PFF is fake news. (laughs) I have no care in the world what they say, what they propose, what they call for. Cam Newton, did anyone watch him throw a ball last season? He put all of his might into every pass. That dude's shoulder is shot. All he has is rushing upside, and even that is capped. He's a future backup if that going forward. But to sign Cam Newton and then to draft arguably the most, among the top three or four, arguably the most – uh, you know, high risk quarterback and Trey Lance in the draft. I don't, I don't agree with either scenario, but it's another example chat of the national media, not really having an understanding of how the Broncos want to operate or how they will operate in reality at quarterback. So Renner's co-host Gail this is the last thing on this topic. Uh, is it Austin Gale? I think his name is, here's what he said. Quote, Deshaun Watson excluded. If the Broncos don't land Watson, I do think their plan is going to be Drew Locke competing with whomever they bring in, whether that's Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He throws in here inexplicably Gardner Minshew or a quarterback in the draft. I do think they want to at least let Drew Locke compete. They just aren't going in on this new style of offense with Newton and Lance. There's just no way. So he's rebuffing the notion of a Newton-Lance type uh, combo uh, only because they love Drew Locke. I do think Denver loves Drew Locke. Now, Gale is actually a little bit closer to the bone than than his co-host here. The Broncos, they do really like Drew. They have some very, very high hopes still for Drew. But if they can get a day one upgrade, they're going to try and do it. And now's the time, like from January till free agency or until the draft, honestly, uh, is the window in which if there is someone available, that's when you make that move. But it's not that easy. It is, I mean, this year, talk about, I mean, 2020 was an outlier, right, for multiple reasons, and not just for football. I mean, obviously, the the macro reasons of the pandemic and the economy and the election, all that was an outlier. But you want to talk about a, a, another outlier, Zach, is how many in 2021 franchise caliber 
guys are even in the conversation for being available from Matthew Stafford getting dealt, Jared Goff getting dealt, to Watson potentially getting dealt, and even Russell Wilson um, rumbles in Seattle. He told, told his agent that he's there's only four teams he'd consider playing for, and I hate to break it to anybody. Broncos were not one of them, but the Raiders were. So it's a weird offseason, but I just can't see the Broncos doing a, a Cam Newton-Trey Lance combo. I think his co-host was a little bit closer. It's about Drew and a fail-safe one last time. I bet the Drew haters are just punching air right now, though, Chad, because Drew Locke got some positive praise, and it's someone else echoing us saying the Broncos actually like Drew Locke, and they realize he has upside, and he might not be moved this offseason as a starting quarterback. Cam Newton being signed, to me, is more realistic than the Broncos drafting Trey Lance. I just don't see them going quarterback this year. Now, if Locke bombs this year and they go in the draft next year with a top you know, 12, 15, top 10 pick, then I can see a rookie quarterback, but not this year. In terms of Cam Newton, though, think about how he played last year when the Patriots and Josh McDaniels, say what you want about him, he's a creative offensive mind, great OC. If he maximized every bit of what 30-whatever-year-old Cam Newton is right now. Can you imagine taking that and putting it with Pat Shermer? Why? Why would we even entertain that? It would not bring the Broncos any success. It'd be a wasted year when they can just roll back with Locke one more year, and it wouldn't necessarily be a wasted year. He could bust, but he could boom. I don't think I don't see Cam Newton booming anytime soon in Denver. David, appreciate the comment. Excuse me, and appreciate you being with us. He says, Locke is definitely worth a chance on Facebook here. Uh, Mark my words, we will be upset if we don't allow him the necessary time to become great. And then also shout out here to Drew Love, one of our supporters on Facebook. Great to see you, my dog. And also to connect with you on Twitter. So uh, here's a question real quick, John, from Robert Caslow on YouTube. Uh, Always has really good, insightful questions. We like to get to them as often as we can. Of course, the superstars come first. But, Robert, you do do put some uh, really – Obviously, you put some time into thinking up these questions, but he wants to know in this case, <clears throat> what round should the Broncos go after an offensive tackle, Zach? I had this question on KK. They asked, you know, my opinion, the day one tackle for the Broncos next season at right tackle. Juwan James isn't being moved off his post because of the money the Broncos owe him. So as long as he's healthy, willing, and able to play, he will be the starting right tackle. But like I said, they have to prioritize that position in the – by the third or fourth round max. I mean, preferably by the third round, but I can see them going defense. They cannot wait until the seventh round. They cannot pick up some undrafted free agent. They cannot wait until August to pick up a DeMar Dotson. It's time they prioritize tackle and build the cupboard chat. Despite having on paper two starting tackles, one injury, one opt-out, one whatever, leaves them where they were this year, and it wasn't pretty. I don't want to rely on Elijah Wilkinson for another season at right tackle. Meek jumping in, one of our superstars with the Mile High Salute. Appreciate that, my dog. Good to see you, as always. Appreciate you. Uh, John, I want to – just real quick, we got uh, Meek, Rello Takeover, uh, T- Tony D-A-Dub, Discount Audio and Wheels, Jesse, Brandon, King Kirk, and then we're, we're going to be current. Um, and we're pretty good on time right now. We're sitting here at almost 43 minutes. Rello Takeover, good to see you, my friend. Thank you for the super – why didn't the Broncos get Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2016 price? He wanted more uh, than the Broncos were willing to pay for what they viewed him as at that point in his career. And what, what year was it? He was drafted, Zach. Wasn't it like Oh one or Oh two. It was a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. And, and so 
it was already he was a known commodity then, right? Five years ago, NFL GMs knew what Fitzpatrick was. He's a band-aid starter. He's fool's gold franchise guy. He's not a franchise guy, but he'll fool you the first half of the season into thinking he might be able to provide that kind of juice. But at the end, you'll realize it wasn't worth the squeeze and you got to go to plan B. And that plan B, in many cases, Zach, has been a highly drafted young quarterback that that they end up putting in. And it rarely goes well, as you pointed out today, in terms of the Fitzpatrick um, cannon, for lack of a better term. It's something to consider. It's something to be a little bit concerned about if you are among those out there that want that glorious beard of, of Fitzmagic in Denver. Don't fool yourself because it could turn out to be Fitz tragic. The Fitzpatrick co- uh, quarterback tree is just a bunch of rotting branches. And anyone who didn't see KK today, I highly recommend if you're not a subscriber to subscribe because my KK episode, it lays out specifically using stats why the Broncos should stay the hell away from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think Christy laid it out pretty well in what she said that Ryan Fitzpatrick indirectly or directly wants to be a showman. He, he wants to be the one with the gold chains and the chest hair sticking out, rocking the shades on the sideline. But the reality is every Every young quarterback he's ever mentored, going back to E.J. Manuel in Buffalo, has never succeeded. And when he does enter the game, when he does end up inevitably replacing a young quarterback, he's doing so because that young quarterback did not get better under his tutelage. So he doesn't bring you success. He's had one winning season in 16 years. He doesn't bring you success as a starter. He doesn't do anything as a backup. He'd be a waste of money on the open market at 39 years old, by the way. It was interesting. I mean, Zach's research did uncover something that I didn't realize. I mean, not on the front of brain anyway. Once you realize that if you were watching KK today, you go, gosh, that's true. Yeah, these different stops he's been at where it was him kind of holding a place for a young, highly drafted young guy to eventually succeed him. It never panned out for that particular quarterback. So real quick, Leroy, I'm flashing you, and then I'm going to read it because it's a big it's a big question. But he says, if Peyton doesn't have faith in Drew Locke and wants a new quarterback to come in, do you move up and get the quarterback that you want? Do you bring in a vet like Winston to take over at quarterback, or do you do a blockbuster trade? So if if he doesn't, if Peyton doesn't have faith in Locke and wants a new quarterback, how do you procure that quarterback? Zach, just saying, if, if that were the case, like if Peyton really wasn't about Drew Locke, what would be the best method in your book to actually find that upgrade? For this season or for going forward? Yeah, this season. If I don't know how he can even determine that, though, if he hasn't seen him play even one snap of an offseason practice. I think the the common thought right now is, okay, we're probably going to give Locke the benefit of the doubt and let it run it back with him as the starter. But in that scenario, that's why I see the Broncos not breaking the bank, not giving up the farm for Deshaun Watson, but still signing a quarterback. Could be Dalton, could be Foles. I, God forbid it's Minshew. He's going to sign some quarterback that presents an upgrade on what they have now behind Drew Locke. So that would be my answer. He's going to replace him, but not really replace him. It's it's giving him competition, but also letting Locke blossom, hopefully as the starter. The only thing he can do, Chad, is either acquire a no-doubt franchise quarterback or bring in a second-tier veteran backup and either push Locke or, or you know, have him take Locke's job. It's only two options. Uh, John, just for what it's worth um... – Oh, there he is, D.A. Dub. Tony in the house. Man, it's good to see you. How are things in California? Hope it's hope it's going okay. Hope the business is doing 
okay. Hope it's rebounding from last year and everything. Uh, discount audio on Wills. Appreciate you. He says, what would you think of this trade? Number nine, Locke, and uh, this year's second to Seattle. Dallas sends Seattle's uh, 10 and next year's one and two. Wilson to the Cowboys, Dak to Denver. So like a three-way trade there, Zach. What would your thoughts be? Well, this stokes a lot of my fires, personally. We'd be living good on page views, or at least I would. But, yeah. uh, you know, I just don't – three three-team trades, three-way trades, rarely, if ever, go down in the NFL. This is not the NBA. I said on KK, though, I, I, I know it's not realistic, but Dak Prescott is a free agent. I don't think he's going to leave Dallas, but this is why I'd advocate signing for him, even though I am a lock supporter – because you don't have to give up the draft compensation to acquire him. Yes, he wants a big contract, but that's it. Deshaun Watson has a big contract too. In reality, though, I don't see Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. I don't leave. I don't see Dak Prescott leaving Dallas. So the question is ultimately, unfortunately, moot. It would be awesome if Dak were actually attainable, but Dallas would be remiss. Even coming off that grievous injury, like you got to get him. Even if you franchise him again, but like you got to keep Dak in Dallas. Uh, Jesse Edrick really has come on strong of late as a superstar. Appreciate you, Jesse. He says, guys, is there a reason uh, Tom McMahon is still here, the special teams coordinator in Denver? Yeah, it's Vic Fangio. Is Look, that whole thing with um, Rich Scangarello, right, the 2019 first-year offensive coordinator, him getting fired, what was so atypical about that and it's outside of Fangio's MO. Fangio's very loyal to his guys because he sees it as, look, if I handpick this guy, if this is my hire, like I don't, my opinion's not going to change based on one year, things didn't go well for the team. So let's just, you know, make a head roll. Let's find a scapegoat. That's not how he rolls. He's an extreme because he's been in the business so long, like he's a loyal guy. So why did Rich get the get the axe? You say, well, because Rich was not a Fangio hire. He was foisted upon Fangio by John Elway. And so when he had an opportunity to get a guy that he could handpick that he felt was more in line with his own. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. 
Paid for by America First Legal. Philosophy and Pat Shermer, he pounced. So therein is an indirect answer to your question. Tom McMahon, even though he was inherited, he, he was a guy that, that, that uh, Fangio kept from the previous regime, he did choose to keep him. Like that was his decision, Zach. And I think a big part of that, again, it boils down to loyalty on Fangio's part, like it or love it. Uh, he has compromising pictures of someone in the Broncos organization. <laughs> uh, Fangio owes him a lot of money to pay off a gambling debt. I don't know why Tom McMahon has a job. Those are all speculations, but it it really it's it's almost an indictment on Vic Fangio as a head coach. And I know it's a roundabout way of criticizing him, but you have to also evaluate your own staff and see what's best for the team. To get rid of a first-year coordinator who went 4-1 and one with a rookie quarterback but keep a special teams boss that's been so negligent to that side of the ball and so incompetent on that side of the ball is what are you looking at? What are you thinking? And Vic Fangio, it's not an Elway or a Peyton decision. He has full autonomy on his coaching staff. I have no clue as to why he still has a job. He should have been fired last year. He's, I thought for sure he'd be fired this year. I am out of reasoning for it. I do not know. All right. Let me uh, grab this one. Two super chats from Brandon Harden. Thank you, my friend. And uh, I'm trying to remember if I remember this question, this comment, Bama Broncos, was it from Facebook or Twitter? I'm trying to remember because I just did a quick cursory glance over my Twitter DMs, and I think it might have come on Facebook. But either way, connect with us on Twitter, all right? He says, Bama Broncos, we have to draft a right tackle in the second round? Question marks. Hey, that's a position for what it's worth um, that I would be open to the Broncos uh, taking in round two. I'm not really feeling it in round one because of how grievous the holes on defense are. And look, even if you somehow, you know, hit it out of the park, Zach, in free agency and you find a coverage linebacker and you and you find two starting caliber corners, ah, I'm still not feeling taking a – I mean, I would rather – if seriously, let's pretend you filled – ostensibly your coverage linebacker hole and both corner holes in free agency. I would actually in the first round, rather the Broncos go get a edge, go get an edge rusher that can succeed Von Miller at some point. And by then Von might not even be a Bronco. We'll see, but then offensive tackle in the first round, depending on the board. So round two, I could live with that. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I want to diversify the Broncos' needs because despite what people who want to Sean Watson think, they're not one player away from winning a title. There are multiple players away with multiple holes on the roster. So I'm right there with you, Chad. If they go out and handle their business in free agency by signing the mid-tier guys or signing guys that you can plug and play at certain spots, you can't have pro bowlers at every position. But if they do that and they go into the draft with pure BPA in mind, I'd be on board with that as well in a second. John, I'm going to grab Joey here on Twitch, and then I've got King Kirk, just FYI. Joey on Twitch, consistent, regular. Appreciate you, man. He says, if we draft a quarterback at pick nine, um, we'll know we will have to wait at least another year to be competitive on both sides of the ball. Plug the holes on defense this year and examine Drew's year. Excellent point, dude. This is something we've been saying uh, for, for months now. It's been months. We can say months now, Zach. Look, Vic Fangio is in a make or break. All the King's horses, all the King's men, talking about Justin Herbert, could not keep or forestall Anthony Lynn from getting the axe for the Chargers, right? The best laid plans and the best production, I mean, record-breaking numbers from a rookie quarterback last year, 
Chargers couldn't win. They had too many right. holes in other places. Lynch or uh, Lynch Lynn uh, got the axe. Okay, Fangio recognizes that it is rare, Zach, that a rookie comes in, quarterback plays well enough to get his team over the hump into the playoffs. Not to say it doesn't happen; it happens, but it's pretty rare. It usually comes year two. Like even Lamar, uh, look, dude, his rookie year, he took over for. Joe Flacco, who had set them up pretty well. The Ravens, he took over the second half of that season, played really well, guided them to the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he popped year two. We could go on the list. I mean, Carson Wentz, when he popped, it was year two. Fangio is smart enough, Zach, to know that a rookie quarterback, it ain't going to save him. It's not going to save him this year, and he's got to win this year. He can't the Broncos are not going another year at sub five hundred and still yeah, keeping no Big Fangio. It's just not gonna happen. No way. And this exact comment is the point that we literally had just made. And it's the most, I think, for right now on February 28th, the most realistic outcome. Is it the most popular outcome? No. Is it the most is it the sexiest outcome? No, but I think it's the most realistic. You add a couple pieces to the roster. You fill the holes where necessary. You have a young quarterback on the roster who's still very, very cheap and still developing despite what other people want to say about him. I don't know that Vic Fangio is so smart to realize that, but I know George Payton is so smart to realize that, and he's calling the shots right now. And no matter what Vic Fangio's status is, Payton wants to win this season too. He doesn't want to start his first year as Elway's successor being a sub-500 team, you know, winning four or five games. He wants to make a good impression as well, and that goes hand-in-hand with Fangio's job status. Uh, King Kirk. By the way, John, I'm going to grab Kirk, and then I got a question here that I want to address from Colts Nation. So, it's a non-super chat. We'll grab that one really quickly. King Kirk, hey, that's a that, – I know you've super chat. Uh, this isn't the first time, but, hey, welcome. Thank you. Stick around. Appreciate you. Make sure you connect with Zach and I on Twitter because we like to be able to not only keep the conversation going, but shout out our superstars, keep tabs on you, and just stay engaged. So look us up on Twitter. He says, sign Ryan Fitzmagic on a two-year deal and let Drew Locke sit and learn with this young offense. Drew is the franchise quarterback. I'm not mad if he's out. I'm not mad if he's our quarterback for this upcoming season, but I do like signing Ryan. Look, I don't hate it. Like Zach's Zach's opinion on Fitzpatrick is probably a little bit more um, absolute than mine, but it has been tempered, my opinion on Fitzpatrick, by what you uncovered today during Kelberman's Corner made me think, if you're going to roll with Fitzpatrick, I almost think Zach, you you have to roll with him as your starter. Like you just, he's your guy because he's not gonna. If you expect him to come in and tutor or mentor a Drew Locke or a rookie draft pick, I mean, the best predictor of future behavior or the best predictor of future results, right, are past results, and it hasn't been there for whatever quarterback is behind Fitzpat uh, Fitzpatrick, looking to be groomed by that team. And even if he's not the starter, he just has that air about him where. All the reporters and the analysts and the media would almost be campaigning for him to take over eventually. It'd be fait accompli that he'd be the starter at some point this season. Locke doesn't need that. He needs a better backup behind him. He needs someone to push him. He should not be grandfathered or handed anything this year. But Fitzpatrick, to me, is not the answer because, again, you don't get better with him as your starter, and you don't get the young quarterback does not get better with him as the backup. I will say this, and this says a lot about how I feel. I would take Fitzpatrick over Gardner Minshew because at least Fitzpatrick has accomplished something in this league. You tell me, Chad, what Minshew has accomplished as an NFL quarterback. Beat the Broncos in week four as a rookie. That's about it. 
He's he's like the one rookie quarterback outside of Justin Herbert last year uh, in the second game that has defeated a Vic Fangio defense, you know, in the last few years, like the last half decade. It's pretty rare that that happens. That's it. Uh, by the way, Colts Nation wants to know our thoughts on the Carson Wentz trade, and I only want to spend like 30 seconds on this, Zach. I do think this could actually be a sneaky, under-the-radar win for Colts Nation because of the Frank Reich connection. If anyone can fix this cat, it's Frank Reich. So he actually went and landed with the only team, in my opinion, that has a snowball's chance in hell of fixing this dude. And smartly, Indianapolis went and hired a bunch of his former assistants that work with Wentz, like Press Taylor, the quarterback's coach. I think it was a good move for them. It's just a bad look for Philadelphia because they're paying, what is it, $29 million, $39 million for him to not be on the roster this year. Um, the Eagles had to make that trade, but the Colts, given that coaching, and that's why I talk about the Deshaun Watson maneuver for Denver, because you'd be bringing him to Pat Shermer's clutches, at least for Carson Wentz. He's going to a better offensive system that fits his style with a bona fide play caller in Frank Reich. It's not my favorite deal. I don't think he's going to lead them to a title, but I do think it was uh, more of a win for Indy than it was for Philly. Uh, by the way, uh, Greg, free agency officially opens March 17th in the legal tampering period two days prior. So deals can start getting done and agreed to in principle uh, March 15th. So we're only a couple weeks out. Michaela, superstar, good to see you. Appreciate you. She says, "My uh, mark my words, Locke will blossom this year. We appreciate the bold prediction. We appreciate the support. And I'm not sleeping on that as a possibility. I don't think it's so bold. Honestly, I think with the right things in place, Chad, and if things break correctly, he can have a big year like we were predicting. So I'm right there with you, Michaela. All right. We are are about to cross the one-minute mark, so we got to hustle. And Angelica says, uh, Wilkinson is all but gone, in my opinion. We'll see. Like, I would tend to agree with you, but someone in that building freaking loves Elijah Wilkinson. I'll go on record now. I did this, like, I think a month ago or whatever. I think the Broncos, I have a funny feeling they're going to resign him to a short-term contract because, like you said, there is someone there, whether it's Munchak, Fangio, Elway, who loves them some Elijah Wilkinson. I would not be surprised at all, nor should you be, if he comes back on a one- or two-year deal. Uh, Christian, a.k.a. Team Jokic, jumping in. Uh, I always butcher the name of that dude because I don't watch basketball. I'm not a basketball. I was. I freaking love basketball back in the day, but it's, I have. I don't have time for it. So it, it got sissified now, Chad. It's all a wine drinking, cheese eating sport now. There's no tenacity to it anymore. And it's one know? of the reasons why neither one of us could do sports talk radio during the day. Like I don't have any interest in talking about basketball with you, even if I was getting paid to do it. I wouldn't take that job. I mean. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the Rockies. I don't want to talk about the Avalanche. I love the Avalanche, and I love the Rockies, to be honest with you, but it's not what I really am following. It's not my passion. It's not what I'm interested in. So anyway, Christian, how how do you guys feel on Draymond Jones' potential next season? He's my breakout candidate for yep. us uh, 2021. Who is y'all's breakout player for us next year? Really good question. On the defensive side of the ball, I don't think you could really – point to anyone other than Draymond in terms of who can be that that pop guy for the defense unless you wanted to maybe say Bradley Chubb because even though he got a Pro Bowl and even though he was named to the you know rookie of the year teams uh in 2018 he was a he was a uh, on the PFWA all rookie team which is whatever but nevertheless I still don't think he has had his pop you know 
storming onto the NFL stage moment. And by and, and moment, I'm not just talking about like a singular play or a singular game, but like that's that that season where he just takes over the league type thing, like you've seen from all the best defensive stars in in days of yore, whether it's Vaughn, JJ, uh, Khalil Mack. It could be Chubb, but I'm probably going to lean with you on Draymond. Yeah, I mean, he's. I I think it'll be a slam dunk Pro Bowl season for Draymond Jones. If we're being honest here, I think he has all the upside in the world, and he's really gotten better by leaps and bounds the last couple seasons. There's no other candidates I'm, I can think of. Maybe Stir not if he starts at inside linebacker, but that's a long leap. And also Michael Ojemudi at cornerback. If he develops into a cornerback too, and he has Bryce Callahan and maybe Caleb Farley playing opposite him, you never know what could happen. But Draymond has Pro Bowl written all over him in 2021. John, so Tony, of course you got, and then Brandon and Dale, and then we're out of here. So uh, Tony, good to see you again. And he says, uh, everything is great out my way, fellas. Good to hear. Always great listen to you guys. Hit the like button. Appreciate that, dog. Go Broncos. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you, my friend. Brad, thank you for thank the start. Another Facebook OG that was there today for KK and Brad. We see you. We appreciate you, man. Uh, Brandon jumping in again. Uh, Bama Broncos, by the way, he's a big Crimson Tide. That's his team in college, and the Broncos are his team in pros. You didn't pick that up yet. Who do you think? Uh, what do you think of getting Big Ben to back up Lock? <laughs> you asking me or you want to go first? Because <laughs> I'm just... Go ahead. We talked about this on KK. We joked about it. Like, literally every single quarterback is going to be linked to Denver. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate the comment. I appreciate the support. But, no. Just just for literally so many reasons, no. He's expensive. He's old. He's breaking down. He's a, he's a walking miserable, Chad. I just... I, I really don't like Big Ben. I haven't liked him for quite a while. Nor do I want him to come in and be the most expensive backup in league history to Drew Locke. So no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, and plus Pittsburgh, all the overtures. I know that was a question for a couple of days there. Was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before, but uh, it sounds like they've just got a couple of I's to dot and T's to cross, but the Steelers are keep, if he wants to play football again in 2021, the Steelers are going to make it happen. Um, Dale superstar. I think this is our last one for tonight, but good to see you, bro. He says, uh, Zach, I heard your 10-year warranty about Watson comment from the other day's podcast. Just wanted to say that it was golden. I need to get Twitter just to follow you. Yes, Dale, you <laughs> need you, to Dale. get Twitter, dude. I, I look for you every single day. There's I, I can't find you. Create the account, find us, and then we'll be connected. And anyone else out there, if you don't have Twitter, I we strongly urge you to sign up for Twitter, follow us, follow the pod, follow everyone involved. It will be worth your time. As toxic as Twitter is, I promise you on that. But it's really only toxic if you try, if you want to like play in the political landscape. If you stay out of politics and culture and you're just following your team, it's actually pretty fun. You stay on top of the news. You keep the conversations going. It's, it's It can be pretty fun. But my yeah, mentions comes- disagree with that, Chad, completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, for guys like us that are, you know, that that are more like media, public, public figure side of things, it can be a little hairy at times for sure. Um, but guys, I think that's got to do it. Um, let me just grab this from Akeem on uh, YouTube. Akeem Gory jumping in to say, hey, Zach and Chad, I'm Akeem. I'm a longtime listener from Louisiana. Cool. Hashtag state of being, baby. Just want to thank you guys for all your hard work. It really means the world to me uh, to get back to watching my guys. Uh, hey, dude, appreciate, appreciate you. Akeem. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, and actually, you know what? That reminds me of something. There is a sequel, okay? 
Coming to America 2 is coming out. All right, Eddie Mur- I never thought this day would come, but it's coming. March 5th, I, here I am promoting Amazon Prime Video here. But, dude, I love the first Coming to America. It's one of the classics with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Dude, they're doing a sequel. I've watched the trailer. It looks good. I'm stoked. I, I think it's going to be funny. Yeah, I don't want to get your hopes up. I mean, those they reboots never turn out well. But you're right, Chad. That was a classic with Eddie Murphy, and it's just uh, I'm excited. I'm tentative. Also, it seems like lately there's nothing in cinema, Chad, that's a classic anymore. It's kind of fallen off the radar. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Blank nine sixteen. Thanks for being with us on Twitch, my friend. All right, guys, that's got to do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Appreciate each and every one of you for being with us here tonight. But before you get out of here. I got to show you something. Check this out, okay? Let me let me find it real quick. I, I should have had it queued up, but I lost track of time. Let's see. Where is it? The new view all. Let me find the new T-shirt here. I think you guys will get a kick out of this. Everyone that's um, has seen it so far that has given me feedback, given us feedback, have has been stoked on this. Bear with me one second. Going through. Hey, I forgot we got the we got the baby onesie for those of you uh, new parents. Here it is. All right, thoughts on this design, gang? We want your feedback. All right, there it is. Can you how, how can you make that up? Yeah, you can see it pretty well. There it is. Yeah, Mile High Huddle new T-shirt design. This is the tip of the iceberg. We've got a guy named Jake that's helping us with new designs. John is actually working on some designs too, and there's going to be a lot of new options for you on Huddle Up Pod. Com. So head on over there, get your swag on, uh, and we appreciate you. And before we go, reminder to follow the podcast page on Facebook. I just put the, the link in the chat, but let me just show you guys real quick here. It's You don't want to miss out because we're putting right now as we're building up the audience, we're putting clips from the show, uh, we're, we're sharing articles there. Here's what it looks like, all right? Huddle Up Podcast, Daily Denver Broncos Coverage. Go find it on Facebook. Give us the like. Give us the follow there. And then you're going to also, by doing that, enter yourself into our weekly giveaways. We'll announce tomorrow who the who the randomly selected winner of this week's giveaway is. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but, guys, before we get out of here, follow us on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod and at MileHighHuddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at KelbermanNFL. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. And our producer, who is a sweetheart teddy bear, but he will rip your face off, a.k.a. At John K, MHH, superstar. Uh, and then what else, Zach? Real quick, um, got to, guys, become the supporter that you are. You're already a supporter. Take it to one small level above where you are now if you're not already a supporter. This is tip of the iceberg. We're scratching the surface. Kelberman's Corner. We've got Eric Trickle's draft show coming uh, second week of March. And then as we build that up, we also have some huge plans to roll out our YouTube membership and that's going to be rad because we're going to do a lot of cool stuff that you haven't seen yet. We're going to make ourselves open to like direct zooms with our, our membership where we can hang out. You can talk to us personally without like a broadcast where it's just us talking a lot of different things that we have rolling out for our YouTube audience. So we don't want our, our great YouTube community, Zach, thinking we're neglecting. Yeah, we're trying to be all inclusive and we have a lot of exciting things. I know we've been teasing it for a while, Chad, but they are coming. They are being rolled out. And, uh, KK was really good today, guys. 
Anyone who's witnessed it, again, we broke down why Ryan Fitzpatrick should not be a Denver Bronco next year, and that is like the crowning KK episode. If you're on the fence about joining or becoming a member, let that guide you to the way, to the light of joining. I promise you it's worth it. And there will be a clip up that I know Kim put together on YouTube from today's show of Kelberman's Corner, so you can get another kind of preview taste of what that's like. It's just a different flavor than what we do on these more long-form podcast shout out to big earn good to see you bro uh but other than that zach hey dude start to a new week sign us off and we'll circle back tomorrow night new week new month i don't know about you but i wasn't too fond of february i'm hoping march is better so uh, we'll get to that tomorrow maybe we'll have some free agent news some uh, quarterback news coming out but have a great night chad have a great night john have a great night everyone else out there take care and until next time go broncos You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world. But he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.